shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea hags. Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. My name is Chris Jeppa. My name is Katie Nordgren. Why did I say that like a bar hat? <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> my podcast co <laughs> My podcast. <laughs> and with us, with us today is a super wonderful, lovely uh, friend of ours, non-binary femme, awesome massage therapist, crafty person. It's Ray. Hi. Hi, Ray. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> and I just, I didn't know that Katie and Ray had never met before, so I'm really glad. We have a lot of overlapping Venn diagrams in, yes, our, very much. in our friend life. That whole thing of, do you know this person? Oh, no, but we have, like, a million mutual yep. friends. Yep. We just haven't actually met yet. Anybody who's ever ordered a binder off of Amazon, we're all mutual friends with. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah pretty much. That sounds about right. Story checks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a lot of those people who were at my show last night, so nice. it was really fantastic. What oh, my God, there were so many hot queers there. <laughs> what was the show? It was the Sad Mag Show, uh, hosted and produced by past guest Jackie Hoffert. Uh-huh. It was a fantastic show. She wore flowy pajama pants that... I loved very much. She looked like um, an aunt who loves Stevie Nicks a little too much. Great. Which was a great look for her. Mm. So it was really fun. It was a really great lineup. Um, the comedian slash political uh, crit- criticist. Criticist? That's not a word. Critic. <laughs> uh, Sean Devlin was there. Ah, yes. Uh, he was so, headlining. He was fantastic. He's so smart. So smart. <laughs> and Elaine Williams was there. He's really cool. And so it was, yeah, it was a lot of, there's a lot of the show really centered women, which was awesome. I had a killer set. It was fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, I got like a beautiful free ma- sad mag to take home. Great. And it's full of like portraits of cheese. <laughs> it's a cheese issue. So there's like someone painted. <laughs> the cheese, of course. Someone painted like a portrait of a Hawkins cheesies bag that's like in it as a piece of art. I'm thinking I'm going to exacto that out and frame it for my father. <laughs> <laughs> because it is the, the snack of champions, of Canadian champions. <laughs> A Hawkins cheese. So that was awesome. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> it's weird. Just feel free to interrupt us anytime. Oh, no. Kind of I'm having rambling. a great time just We just listening. ramble. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had a really awesome week. Like, work was work. It was mm-hmm. fine. It was nice. I got to do a lot of, like, outdoorsy things for work this week, like tabling at a festival and handing out miniature British Columbia flags to children. <laughs> so, like, that was adorable. <laughs> and then... I had a show with my new band, Everybody Kiss, at the Princeton. Did and everybody was... kiss? No, we did a shot, though, so it was kind of like kissing. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. I kissed you. Oh, yeah, you probably that's did. not everybody, but that's, that's enough. We just, we encourage people to kiss at our shows, and, like, our tagline is Dare to be Cute. <laughs> because all of our songs are like we realize that we just write kind of sweet short pop songs and I really love it you guys Allison might be the cutest person I've ever known she's amazing she's so amazing and she sings and plays drums so well together and she writes songs that are just so adorable she wrote one about her cat and it was great what, what song is that one? Bread and Butter and it's the one that we're, we're like screaming like you butter my bread yeah, oh my god that song's like, about a cat? yeah it's about her cat Jean <laughs> Well, I definitely thought it was about a loverman. Well, yeah, but it's like, you love machine, Jean, I'm going to shake you like a tambourine. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cute. It's very cute. And she has a song about Zac Efron. Yes. Yeah. That's very, very fun. So, Mm -hmm. like, I love it. I love being on stage. I love performing. I forgot 
And it was great. I had like a mini existential crisis the next day because I was like, why am I not just playing in a band all the time? Why am I doing all this other bullshit? <laughs> and I just like, yeah, I felt kind of sad. And then I kind of spiraled a little. I was telling Ray downstairs, like, I was like, no, but like that was the first show and all our friends were there. So like, it's never going to be that good again. And if we were, if we were in a band... Like, and playing, like, way more often, we're only going to have the opportunity to play a couple more shows. Like, yeah. if we did, like, have a band and we toured, like, it just wouldn't be the same and we'd all wind up hating each other. It would be terrible. So Aww. I guess I should, And I just, like, yeah, very existential. What a spiral. So I feel like I maybe killed all my serotonin <laughs> on <laughs> stage. I just had such a good time. You made natural MDMA for yourself. Basically. Yeah. Wow. And now just... Just mm. crashing, man. Oh, yeah. The it's worst. Not, not great. That's tough. So, Yeah. It's, uh, and I realized that I really don't ever want to just play solo by myself. Yeah. I just always like having a band and like having rhythm, like having drums is something that I've like missed. Yeah. Did you say with, that it so. butters your bread? Yeah. So like <laughs> me and Allison, man, it's great. And then Two peas in a pod. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. It's Wicked. good. It was an awesome show. I had a great time. Thank you. So yeah, we're going to record on Monday um, so that we get all of our songs down for posterity and then hopefully try to play a couple more shows in August. Right on. Rock and or roll. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I have a question for you guys. Like, versus, like, decadence versus depression <laughs> um, for staying hmm. in bed all day. Ugh. I was thinking about this because I was like, oh, like, I'm just going to stay in bed. I'm going to lounge. I'm going to just, like, watch movies. But it's like, how do I make it feel like I'm not, like, depressed staying in bed? <laughs> that it's more of, like, a decadence thing? So mm. the line that I had, it's like, when I'm depressed, I'm still in my pajamas. Uh... I shut the door, I draw the curtains, like, keep it kind of dark, and then usually I haven't eaten food yet or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, if it's a decadent day, it's like, I put on, like, sexy pajamas. <laughs> or, like, some kind of, like, nice house This one wear. only has holes where they're supposed to be. <laughs> That's a sexy pajama for me. Yeah, I, like, keep the door open. I go, like, on top of the covers instead uh -huh. of getting under the covers. So I'm still, like, lying in bed under, like, a light blanket. <laughs> And, like, usually I've, like, already brushed my teeth. <laughs> I was just thinking about that today. I, like, got up at 9.30 and just, like, did my morning routine and all my business and, like, ate breakfast and, like, came back to bed and just, like, watched Glorious or Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling TV yeah. show. Nice. Which is the best TV show. I finished it. It's amazing. Oh, God. You finished it <laughs> I already. binged it so oh, fast. Man. So fast. That's got everything I want in it. Women, wrestling, comedy. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's a new Netflix show. It came out yesterday. <laughs> so you've done it I've done it. <laughs> They're 30, 30 minute episodes, it's, so it's very oh, easy yes. to like. It's set in the 80s, I believe. Yes. And it's about uh, some ragtag group of ladies starting a wrestling league, basically. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's just really, really funny. Because I heard an interview with Alison Brie, um, who's the lead character. And they all had to, like, learn how to wrestle yeah, for Yeah, probably and train and get lots of muscles. Yeah, and, and stuff. I was just like, I kind of want to be a wrestler now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we, we interviewed a wrestler on the podcast a few months ago, and it was so energizing for me, because I, I really love professional wrestling. Yeah. Like, I'm one of those, those weird queers that likes professional wrestling. <laughs> There's many of us out there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just, she was so excited about things that it was so infectious to both of us. And mm -hmm. now I'm like, hmm, Chris is going to come to the wrestling side. So, what would be your wrestler name? I That's have what no I want idea. Know. So, the show Oh my god, the, the show... stubborn turnip. <laughs> <laughs> you just like hold on to the turnbuckle and no one can pull you off. <laughs> that would be 
a good strategy. <laughs> you just exhaust them. And then they have and to do like sit a, on their chest. They have to do like a tag team like with like everybody like getting in the ring oh, and trying to like Oh my pull god, me that's adorable. <laughs> but it would have to be in Polish, so whatever stubborn is in Polish. Yeah. Jeppy. Yeah. That'd be so cute. Oh man. I was thinking about this because like the whole thing about their creating their characters, like figuring out like what archetype are you kind of exploiting or like heightening. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, fuck, like I don't. This is part of my existential crisis yesterday. I'm like, what I, am I? I don't have a thing. Like I don't have a signature thing or like a look or like a whatever. And it's like, I guess cello, but that's like an accessory. You just like, beat I don't... people with a cello. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like this big violin? Yeah. Your ass. Just like a paddle, just like yeah. beating people with it. But I don't know. What do you? Can you think of a wrestling name? That you for you? Like? No, for you. Oh, for me. Oh, those, those. <laughs> well, what you're talking about before, how you brought up sleep, I was like, oh, oh that's that. If I had a superpower, that would like sleep Are is my superpower. Super good at sleeping. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> oh Katie's so but, like, jealous. A wave of jealousy coming <laughs> off of me. But so much that it's like a problem. <laughs> I slept in till 12 yesterday, got up for like 10 minutes and then had a nap. (laughs) Getting up tired you out so much, they're just like, I've earned it. But it's the difference between of like, am I doing this? Yeah, like you were saying, am I doing this because I'm depressed? No, I just really like sleep and I regret, like I love the actual act of sleeping, but then the like not being able to get up and then you feel kind of out of it afterwards that then I'm like, oh, but I have stuff to do. But I just love sleeping, and I feel like a cat because it's nice out. And yeah, you just need to find a sunbeam and just yeah, sock out there. Yeah. So I feel like it feels decadent. I'd be a sleep, though, yeah. I'd sleepy wrestler, maybe. Mm. Or um, you'd put people in sleeper holds. <laughs> either that, or when I play fought with people because I know anatomy so well, I know where things hurt. Uh-oh. Oh boy! <laughs> so people don't like to play fight with me because I'm mean. <laughs> The old oh, knuckle no. in the serratus. Oh, no. <laughs> or elbow in the sternum. Oh, yeah, that'll hurt, too. Yikes. I don't think you're supposed to really hurt people. In, in between the ribs. The do- they just call you Doc, basically. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and the adductors, like in that inner thigh, just get right oh, in my God. there. I had that, I, I've had them massaged before. It hurts very badly. Yeah. It hurts real bad, but if you got to manipulate your psoas, what else are you going to do? Oh, and I'm super nice when I'm working. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm professional really- when I'm working. <laughs> doing, like, fat elbow. Elbow drops on anyone on the table, <laughs> unless they ask. I guess. Yeah, no, I no, I haven't. I have not. No, that's that's RMT of. after dark. <laughs> it's just like a Fight Club <laughs> massaging. It's <laughs> for people for whom deep tissue sports massage is insufficient. They right. need, you really need to like go sledgehammer on them, oh, or yeah. they need to go to a rolfer. Because wow, what is oh, d- describe for us what rolfing is? Because I think I know what it is. So the only is it rolf- like frisbee golf with razors. <laughs> oh no. Um, it no. depends on who you go to. So the okay. only person that I've went to has been an RMT for 25 Someone years. Someone who rolfed you? Yes. Jeez. So it's like really intense <laughs> fascial release. So fascia is your connective tissue. Um, so if you've ever had like a snake bite like on your oh, arm before, yeah. that's a fascial burn. Okay. Um, so rolfing, this person practiced soft rolfing because in rolfing school... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's a thing. Soft Rolf. Apparently, in in Rolfing school, if you're, <laughs> oh my god, if you're King not Rolf is the name of this episode. If your person isn't in excruciating pain, then you're doing it wrong. Which this person thankfully doesn't believe in. Okay. You'll see, you can still get amount of uh, release with still working within the person's pain tolerance. But it's like oh ten god. sessions, and it's systematically going through the body. 
Um, so, like, the first one is, like, releasing the abdomen and the chest, and Oof. then, like, um, diaphragm and getting you to breathe, like, all into all sides of your ribs and everything. It's intense, and it's a lot of work, uh, but it was really helpful. So it's mm -hmm. not like you go in and you're like, oh, this is, like, my legs are hurting me today. It's each session is addressing a certain part of the body. Right. And that, but they say the 10 sessions is, like, all you need for... Life? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like a Moen faucet. Like, it's, it was, it was really <sighs> good, but it's also, uh, yeah, it was intense. Yeah, so they're just, like, rubbing on your skin, like, um, in weird friction, like... No, okay. it's more, so fascial release is more, how can I describe it? So a lot of, when I describe things like this, I use my hands, and because this isn't visual, it's oh, hard no. to do that. <laughs> so, how could I describe... Anybody's had fast. So what you're thinking about is like rubbing across the skin like yeah. this, where it's more like sustained pressure against uh, the fascia okay. to release it and like waiting for that release. So is, it burns. Is that what the sensation feels like? Yeah, or? like a snake bite on your wrist. Okay. It's, it does have that burning kind of sensation. Oof. That's the fascia. Mm -hmm. So you can get that with massage as well if um, like I do myofascial release. Yeah, full disclosure, Ray is my massage therapist. Indeed. <laughs> and has done really excellent uh, fascial release on my abdomen and like yeah. all kinds of stuff. Like So this I, I don't want to <laughs> say it's more aggressive, but it's more focused. Okay. The well, stuff that we did was <laughs> um was for a different intent, I yes. guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, it's pretty cool though. So when did you get your license? I've been, uh, it's been seven years. Wow. I know. And your wrists are still holding up? Well, you don't really use your wrists okay. all that much. I think that we think about, and again, I can't show this, but <laughs> I, you know when you think about just massaging somebody with like your hands and your thumbs like on the back of their shoulders? Yeah. In like um, a pinching motion. Yeah. This is more, um, it depends on what I'm doing, but if I'm doing any like deeper tissue, I'm using really good biomechanics. I'm using like my forearm mm -hmm. or my fist rather than like my wrist. Right. Uh, because the joints are so small. That's something right. they teach you in school too on how to use oh, cool. your body properly. Yeah. Cause that like the whole sustainability of being a massage therapist. Like... They never used to teach that. And then people would like blow up their thumbs and oh my gosh, some people still get really, um, they get kind of burnt out. Um, and I think partly is because it's really, uh, it's heavy emotional work too. Like, I mean, you're not mm -hmm. actively, mm -hmm. but, um, if you're an empathetic person, which I think a lot of our MTs are, that's why we're in that kind of helping profession. You'd be drawn to that. Yeah. But it's, uh, if you're not super clear about, uh, your boundaries, like people unconsciously kind of put their stuff on you. So mm. if you're not really clear about that, um, it can be really exhausting. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. I go to acupuncture pretty regularly, and I feel like I was going to therapy for a little bit, and the acupuncture is actually more helpful, like, mm. in terms of how she listened to me, and, like, um, yeah, just, like, asking some pretty directed questions just about, like, how your general health has been this mm -hmm. week, like, how's your digestion, how's your, you know, vaginal discharge, and all that kind mm -hmm. of, like, she, had, she needs to know all that stuff yeah. to, like, help regulate cycles and whatever, and I was like, this is way more therapeutic to me than, like narrative therapy yeah, was. for some people it can be, for mm -hmm. sure. And so, but I, I can imagine, like, acupuncture, too, like, a lot of people are in tears, like, in the community. Mm. Acupuncture thing, like, you see people, like, they're just, like, crying and sitting there. Like, there's a lot of emotional release that happens. Yeah. And so I wonder, like, I heard a different acupuncturist in the same place, like, really getting into it with somebody's trauma, mm. and the woman was just, like, totally just venting to her, and I'm like, this doesn't feel super safe, like, in terms of, like, does she know how to deal with 
That's not their scope of practice. That's not their scope of practice. And so, like, the woman's talking about some traumatic things that happened to her. And they say, oh, my God, that's so horrible. Like, tell me more. Like, within a community type. That also, what if that's going to bring up some stuff for other people that are listening to it? And what about confidentiality? confidentiality. Yes, I know. So it was just, like, it's all in hushed tones, and most people have Mm. headphones. And it was just, like, a weird... So I was thinking about boundaries. Like, so the person that I see has really good, like, solid... When I guess it, like, you know, it's not my scope of practice to get Mm -hmm. into any sort of talk therapy, Mm -hmm. but people, like, you end up getting a rapport, and people tell you, like, some pretty intense stuff. Well, especially when you're, like, you know, what are you coming in for if there's, like, an injury, Mm -hmm. how that might have been sustained, or, like, Mm -hmm. if there was any emotional... Past trauma. Past trauma, like, because, yeah, you're getting touched by somebody, and so you're trying to figure out your boundaries and their boundaries, and... Mm -hmm. And it's mostly I just do active listening. Yeah. Like, I don't, I try not to give any advice. But, yeah. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's hard when you've known somebody for so long. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, but you, yeah, it's just going to be kind of careful <laughs> that you're not getting into the, the counseling. I think people just want validation. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's like 90% of what people want, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there are real things that can be addressed, but mostly that's what I think people... The bulk of why people need therapy in large numbers mm-hmm. is like just we need to be validated because nobody really knows how to com- communicate and support yeah. each other. And a lot of people just want validation about their pain. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds real. really hard. Yeah. And like, wow, you must be really stressed out. Like, that sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Okay, now I'm going to sleep through the night because somebody's validated it, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah, you get start to feel really solipsistic if you don't have somebody else sort of reflect what's going on for you. And I think a lot of people that I see are people who don't get that. They take care of everybody else in their lives. Oh, yeah. And so I'm, like, the one person or maybe one of the few people that's actually taking care of them. Yeah. Which that can be really intense if you're yeah, not, like... that's a ton to deal with. ...grounding yourself or whatever. But I also yeah. really like that part of my job, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's more of the community aspect than just, like, a person-to-person because you're increasing the social health of, of the people that you see. Yeah, and I also want to be, like, a safe person to go to. Of course. Like, that's, that's huge. Important. Mm-hmm. But that's not always... Like, we talk about power dynamics in school and that sort of thing, but I don't think it's... depends on the population that you work with and what, you're, what you kind of want to get out of it, mm-hmm. but um, I think that would be talked about or should be talked about more. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, it's... Um, I definitely, I, I tend to build rapports with my practitioners, whether it's like a hairstylist or a massage therapist or an acupuncturist and that kind of stuff. And so I definitely, I'm a real sharer, but I think I have a pretty good idea of what's okay to say and yeah. what's not. But I imagine a lot of people would just start to feel comfortable with someone and then just like, Bleh. yeah, all starts coming out and that would be tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes people just need to talk. Of course. I think we're taught in school to like get people's focus on their breath, which is great. But mm. there's also some people that just need to vent mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm. We always joke when I go in for a treatment with you that we need to actually hang out more outside of (laughs) the massage room because we just wind up chatting the whole time and I'm just Mm. like, oh, I need to relax. (laughs) Yes. That that is a problem too when I go to see somebody I haven't seen in a while and I want to catch up on everything that we're doing, but also I kind of want a quiet massage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I get that a lot. That's real. You can't just touch at your friends like, no conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk. That would be a real diva move. (laughs) I've totally oh, no. done that. Yeah, I, I, do that. I've, I went to uh, I another therapist, and I'm like, oh, I've, I've, um, and I knew she's the type of person. I feel like any massage therapist, you should be able to ask. I just, I want it quiet today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Let's not talk. Yeah, yeah. 
It's, I've definitely heard, yeah, complaints of folks where it's like, and then the massage therapist just talked about her own stuff the whole time, and like yeah. while she was massaging me, I feel like I took on that. That's pain happened to me or a whatever. couple That's, times. Yeah, so. I also got one of the best massages I've ever gotten from somebody who did not shut up the whole time. So mm. I was just like, it really worked itself out. Yeah. sort of. I was just like, it was a really good massage. Yeah. <laughs> just, blah, blah, blah. it's just like one of those things that you just die if you stop talking, like that condition that some people have. So. <laughs> I have it occasionally. <laughs> I used to have that in the beginning. I get nervous and then I talk. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, fill the space, right? Yeah, and now Sounds I'm like scary. No, it's I actually really like that I can just shut up at my job. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to talk. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really nice. I have to talk so much at my job. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Ray, what's your favorite muscle? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, so I have. Is it because of what it does or the name? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let's do both. Okay, we so... we got time. <laughs> um, well, these are kind of... Oh, I have so many. <laughs> so one of my favorites that comes to mind is Articularis Genu. <laughs> I love that I said that as you're taking a drink of your water. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like something from like a Julie Andrews movie. <laughs> well, so, what was it again? Articularis Genu. Articularis genu. <laughs> <laughs> so what it does is when your knee or when your knee is in flexion, okay. when your knee is in flexion, yeah. it uh, locks your patella, otherwise yeah. known as your kneecap, in place. Yeah. So it's like right deep here, deep to your quads. Oh. Okay. Um, I, just because it's fun to say articularis genu. Um, my other is sternocleidomastoid. Oh, I um, love that one. That's a good one. Because it, it was my password for a long time. It's the big muscle when you turn your neck on the side there. Oh, it's like a hangover muscle. Because if you have a really bad hangover, that's always where those muscles are super achy. Oh, and you yeah, dig into them, and that. then you, you just like feel so gross after, but then slightly better. Hmm. Like the alcohol headache goes away like ten percent every time. I've never, I've never thought about that. Bex did that to me once. I was nice. like, yeah, those are the hangover muscles, and I was like, oh, they are. <laughs> it's just a mutual friend of ours who does bodywork things as well. Indeed. <laughs> yes. uh, who works at the same clinic that I work at. Um, <laughs> Overlapping layers and layers of Eastman. <laughs> yes. Well, it's also nice to have like some other non-binary folks that mm-hmm. work massage. Mm-hmm. There's also somebody else who's and not is legitimately there. my oldest friend on the earth. Oh, really? We've been friends since we were six years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Elementary school. That's awesome. Oh, we yeah. actually first met when we were both volunteering for the Catherine Whitehall Wellness Center. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember when they were doing that. Yeah. Um, we both did it for a couple of years, and then this is the first clinic we've worked at where we worked together. That's awesome. Although they haven't been there for a while, because... Broken you know, leg. Broken leg and being doing OT stuff. And, yeah. Mm. <laughs> We're Sunday Bettering days. themselves as a practitioner Indeed. and all that stuff. Yes. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of, like, muscles I like to work on... Mm-hmm. See, there's, there's all these categories. There's so many. I love it. I love that you have multiple faves. I like to imagine you, like, connecting them up with strings in your bedroom or something. Like, like doing, like, a, like a fantasy draft of muscles or something. <laughs> so, ones I like to work on, psoas is a major one. That's yeah. a major hip flexor. Yeah. Access through the abdomen. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like working on medial lateral pterygoid. Which Ooh. are um, in your jaw, mm. and they're most uh, they're best accessed intraorally. Which you in the mouth, in the mouth, yep. Huh? Um, Get in there. <laughs> which not not a lot of RMTs do. It's something we're taught very basic in school. But I've taken some uh, with people with TMJ issues or clenching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah that's that's exactly but what's so cool about (laughs) those muscles is like you just you engage them and you just wait and then they're just like it's it's, it's really helpful Mm, nice um 
Yeah, sorry, you're getting on my favorite topic. No, this is great. Sorry, this is the whole purpose of this podcast. <laughs> was It wasn't even about massage, it was just about being an anatomy nerd. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm excited to learn things about bodies, because I... Um, I, I don't know, I don't know how much Chris filled you in, but, uh, I'm, I lift weights. Oh, cool. And it's something I've been doing for about almost seven months now, and I'm really into it. Yeah. Ring the bell, guys. She brought it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> always flexing. Always show it. My <laughs> elevators have, uh, overhead lights, so it looks very impressive when I flex. It gives me, nice. like, the definition on the Ooh, bicep, which nice. is exciting. So all of my neighbors who have, like, closed captioning to see the, uh, footage from the elevator probably think I'm a huge nerd <laughs> basically it's like... do you want to know something interesting about biceps yes okay so you know when we flex and we think this is our bicep like yeah. this whole part it's not no biceps are really thin they're yeah. just this it's the top oh. so what you're flexing boy. what you're flexing is brachialis yeah that's like the bigger muscle that has the bulk biceps are like that hmm. yeah I always thought that was, uh, bodies are so fascinating. Bodies, see, they're super fascinating, and I'm, I'm learning a lot about them because it's like a, uh, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, the gym is basically run by, like, kinesiologists. They're cool. all very, very well adept at these kinds of things, and the person who writes my programs has, like, her bachelor of kinesiology, and she has worked with me and done, like, neurokinetic therapy on me and all nice. kinds of stuff I've to, like, figure out, that. to figure out the stuff that I, that I specifically need, and I had, like, a really um, frustrating repetitive strain wrist injury a couple weeks ago, and I had to take two weeks off. And so I've been coming back and they've given me things specifically for it. My brachialis is Mm -hmm. like the, one of the trigger points for it. So they were like digging into there and like manipulating all of the sort of like angry muscle tissue. And it just, when it finally relaxed, like all of the wrist pain I was having, like reduced by 50% or something like that. So it was all super connected. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I thought I must've just tweaked it, but it was like all of the things up in my upper arm were all wonky and like ropey and weird. And so... I had that worked on a bunch and now I'm doing like a lot of, um, adduction and subduction and all these kinds of things, exercises to strengthen them. So I'm like mm-hmm. pretty excited about it. I like that bodies are hackable in this way. Yeah. You can like do different things to it to make it do stuff that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm in a lot of pain today cause I, uh, I've, everything I have is hamstrings and my hamstrings mm-hmm. are so tight that they're pulling on my lower back right now. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm curious, not that anyone can see, uh, but I can, uh, what, what would be right here? Your SI joints. Okay, those are super sore right now. But it's also going into your lumbar spine. So your yeah. sacroiliac joints are like at the base of your spine. Um, you have a triangular bone called your sacrum. Mm-hmm. So along the sacrum is the SI joint, is the sacroiliac. So the iliac is the more outer portion of your hip. Mm-hmm. And then the sacrum. and um, But you're kind of pointing towards your lower back muscles, like your mm-hmm. QLs and stuff like that too, mm-hmm. which are all... Combined, and I do a lot of work on people's... I massage a lot of butts. I bet. <laughs> a lot of butts. <laughs> and I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Because, yeah. like, our glutes are helping our uh, upper body stay erect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of the time... <laughs> a lot of times when people come in with low back pain, I'm like, we got to work on your glutes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. really interesting when people have it. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Butt muscles, not the <laughs> in-between bit. Not in the gluteal cleft, as it's called. <laughs> the, oh, don't call it a cleft. That's <laughs> totally what it's called. It is, of course, what it's called, but cleft somehow sounds worse than crack. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you can part a cleft. Yeah, cleft feels damp. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it is. is it just it's really it's hot, hot in here. Yeah, yeah it's just kind of hot today. <laughs> Oh, I love muscles, yeah. My hamstrings are furious at the moment. They're they're taut like a bow, mm-hmm. basically. It's very, very common. Yeah. Even, like, stretching and working on your hamstrings, sometimes it's a, uh, 
genetic and just how our bodies are. And mm-hmm. My hamstrings are ridiculous every time I go for massage. Every massage therapist is like, did you know that your hamstrings are this tight? I'm like, <laughs> like yeah. no, I no, I know nothing about my I've body. I've never applied no. my knowledge to myself. No, yeah. yeah, they're ridiculous. That's your job. They're ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, yeah that's a really common issue. Oh. Just like... <laughs> So you were saying, like, the glutes do all the work of, like, keeping us standing up straight. It's just, like, fucking, like, standing up straight sucks so much. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're like, slouching so bad right yeah, now. Yeah, but, like, we're not we're built pulled, for that. Like, well, we're pulled forward all the time, and that's, like, because of the work that we do and because that we're forward, that's another reason why low backs can hurt is because our psoas being really tight. It's shortened when we sit down, mm. and it attaches to the front portion of your lumbar spine. So when you stand up and it's still short and it pulls your lumbar um, forward. Hmm. Is that why so as manipulation hurts so much and then feels so good after? I think it's because we're not used to getting our abdomens worked on. Yeah. It feels super weird. It can feel really, really weird. It just, it just depends on how the person's working on it too. Yeah. But yeah, we don't usually get our abdomens worked on, which they need, a, the front body needs a lot more yeah. work. Yeah. Front bits. Yeah. I like how we both like as soon as I said glutes, both of you stood up straight. Yeah, our posture. <laughs> I just clenched them and I rose like three inches. That's how yeah. big my butt is. <laughs> it's meaty. Won't quit. <laughs> it just won't. I've tried to fire it so many times. It's just like, Can get I... out your desk, butt. <laughs> I really, like, I have no butt, so uh-huh. I couldn't, I'm kind of jealous about Do you want me that. to, like, FedEx you some of a my butt? A little bit. Because, yeah. like, I, my pants don't stay up. Like, even with That's a right. belt, like, as tight as possible. No butt? I, I have no ass. Oh my god, my butt's so big. Guys, my butt. <laughs> it won't quit. <laughs> I've offered it a, sev- a generous severance package. <laughs> Just, yeah. Like, I have no shelf for, like, my pants to... <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. It is. That's thinking, rough. I was thinking a lot about, like, trading things. Like, if if only you could trade parts of your body, like, oh, so, so that nice. you could take a little bit of her butt and, like... You know, we were thinking oh like God. trading personality things, or it's like a little bit more of my self confidence. Oh and yeah, like, like trading stats or something in D and D. Yeah, or basically, it's like oh yeah, I could take like three points away from my like overinflated sense of like self love. <laughs> 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 I could stand to come down a few. I could give you a the, few to like have some more. Of the that. marketplace would be absolutely like roiling with beautiful trans people. I'm like, <laughs> I'll trade you my tits for your like whatever. <laughs> I so. would happily give somebody my uterus if I could. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. just like happily. chuck it at them. I with a trebuchet. I, I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, not mine's not it. mine's not super useful to me either at this point, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Maybe I've yet to incubate a future emperor of the world. <laughs> have you been reading those Roman books yes! again, Katie? <laughs> like, is this coming? Chris and I have a terrible addiction to uh, lurid historical fiction. Mm. Or a great addiction. Mm-hmm. Those books were awesome. I just finished them this morning. Great. I'm, I've got them on a hold in the library. Fantastic. And hopefully they will come to me. Nice. Just all intrigue and historical fiction about the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how, and how women fiction. consolidate their power mm. in a patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. I actually just finished The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. For the first time? Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that it was so... Like, was it written in 1985? I had yeah. no idea. Um, because I wanted to watch the show, which yes. is pretty great. The show is so good, and it's scary and yeah. sad. Yes, I mean, well, I it's, it, it's yeah. very intense. And there is a critique about the show that I think is very, very accurate, is that um, there's... I was very happy to see it wasn't all white people, but mm-hmm. that being said, they don't address racism whatsoever. No. It's mm-hmm. almost like uh, the critiques have been like, you're in a dystopian society that's so misogynistic, it wouldn't be post-racial. Yeah. And that's kind of how they're 
displaying it, which is mm-hmm. yeah, because every everyone's book is in, not post-racial. Yeah, the everyone's book is explicit. Was it? I couldn't. Oh yeah, it was very much like all people of color were banished to the colonies. Right. Yeah. That's so like Alfred's mother uh, is in the colonies in the book, and so it's like her friends. She did have like friends who were people of color who mm-hmm. got like shunted off of there. Right. Oh. So it was like really explicitly a white supremacist. Oh, okay. Thing in the book. Uh, yeah, because Megs knows how to do a dystopia. Yeah. She knows what's up. Yeah. And so now I'm also reading, um, because I, I found this 31 books, uh, 31 books that stay with you long after you've read them. And mm. I realized that's my genre. So now <laughs> like a book that lingers. Yeah. So I'm now reading Ursula K. Le Guin's, uh, Left Hand of Darkness. Oh yeah. Nice. That's a good choice. Um, because the blurb about it, uh, is that the people of winter can change gender before the mating season. And I was like, what? I have to read this. <laughs> Yeah, that's unsurprisingly my wife's favorite author. Yeah. Is Ursula K. Le Guin. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another author I would recommend in the same sort of genre is Octavia Butler. Yeah, I also have, um, because a friend of mine was like, well, The Handmaid's Tale could be happening on the East Coast, but the parable of the Sower and Parable of the Talents Mm -hmm. um, could be happening on, like, the West Coast. So those are next on my list. They're phenomenal. They're two of my favorite books ever, and I'm furious that the third was never written. Mm. But uh, the two are, they're amazing. Parable of the Sower is incredible. It's one of the best books I've ever read. Great, I'm making a list. Yeah, (laughs) and that's, I actually have on my to-do list of... um, books because <laughs> nice. I talk about that a lot with clients too I have uh, some clients that are so um, like a book club back club like well I have some folks that um, are very uh, avid readers but I also have um, a client that's um, has like an English degree oh, so cool. we talk about books a lot right on uh, mm-hmm. and of course it's one of those things where it depends on the genre and mm-hmm. um, I only really read fiction that I've been personally it's been like a personal recommendation because sure. I'm really picky about fiction yeah mm. I wish I could say the same thing. Yeah. I'm a real tramp when it comes to fiction. I'll read all of it. Yeah. I love it's it. It's just kind of pull me in. Yeah, I read, I do, I read like, like high literary things, but mm. I, I love like whatever book like people talked about all year, I want to read that book. Like yeah. uh, they did that with, um, The Girl on the Train. Have you read that? I have not, but I, uh, I got like, it at a book, was it good? Book bin. It's fucking amazing. Mm. Did you read? I really liked um, it. Station Eleven? No. That was one of those books that, like, uh, made it to mass market paperback and was, like, on the shelves at Safeway and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it was, like, pretty big. I loved it. It was so good. It's by this, uh, uh, we're doing book club again. Uh, <laughs> it's by this uh, Canadian author. Her name is Emily St. John Mandel. And it's, like, a post-apocalyptic in the same vein as a, as a Octavia Butler insofar as it's, like, it shows the hopeful side. Like, it's, like, mm. how do people rebuild culture in their small little ways mm. after, like, the big thing happens? Ooh. And so it's, like... Resilient like a, stories. Yeah, there's, like, a, it's a story like, of resilience. It's, I like, like a, a traveling troupe of, like, jesters, basically, like, doing old Shakespeare. And they've... Someone wrote uh, a quote from Star Trek The Next Generation on the wagon that they're, like, <laughs> driving around with. <laughs> it's something, like, if... Uh, like if art is the thing that makes meaning like let's make art or something like that is that's that's the gist of the quote and it's kind of like what's it's only living if we don't have art or it's only surviving if we don't have art it's it's what we do is living kind Mm. of is kind of what it was Mm. it was really really good great book loved it interesting back and forth like non-linear timeline stuff have you read the night circus yes yeah that kind of made me i just read that that's a book that got me back into reading fiction because somebody recommended that one was a good one i I just i literally took it out because i like the cover yeah that's i go to a library i'm like that looks juicy so yeah that's a a good (laughs) bath book i liked reading that book in the bath oh i can't read books on that no 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 too dangerous or you'll fall asleep or no i just like 
I know so many people that do. I just can't. And then I was talking about, (laughs) well, it's, it's partly because of the book, but also partly just because of, I have this weird thing, like my hands are dry and the rest of me isn't. My hands feel like weird when I'm touching the pages. (laughs) No, that makes sense. That actually, no, no, that totally makes sense. I believe, I I and I that. like to I like to fall asleep after reading. So okay. I also like uh, was out with somebody yesterday, and people who read while walking couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah I couldn't I do can't. it. My niece does it, but she's also twelve. So yeah, Aww, classic. She's a team girl squad. <laughs> oh my god, Chris! A picture popped up on Facebook Memories today of like eight years ago with her when she's like four, Aww. and she's on my back, and she's so small. <laughs> and now she's, she's so like tall. a person. Now she's like a human person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a niece so who's eighteen or nineteen. Nephew, sorry. Yeah, I have a nephew who's turning nineteen in July. And she's like, she's rat. Like I, I'm biased, of course. But if she wasn't rat, I wouldn't say so. But yeah, she's <laughs> definitely smarter than I was when I was her age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Although I'm her feminist influence because she lives in Alberta. <laughs> Lifeline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. tough. Is there like a non-binary term that comprises like amp? Or uncle, like there isn't. There, there yeah, isn't. that's that's uh, a lot of people ask about that. Some people use like um, uh, ankle. Or, <laughs> that's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> or I'm trying to think of. There are people who use, but there isn't. There isn't just like a term. That's that's a little close to yikes. <laughs> I know. But... Although there is a uh, gender neutral term for niece and nephew. Nibbling. Nibbling. Yeah. yeah that's so cute. My friend Sue yeah. Uses yeah, I think that's adorable. That's so really I just cute. I just ask them to just call me by my name. That's cool. Like I know they still say like Uncle Ray sometimes and I'm like, eh, it's but fine, I just you know I don't have to have like a title. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah, I don't think my nieces and nephews ever call me auntie anything. Like it's always just Katie. Yeah. So Yeah. We're informal like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it just depends on the family. Yeah, it, the idea of me having authority over anyone even smaller than me is just so absurd. <laughs> like, it's so patently absurd. I'm like, don't ask me anything, because I don't know anything. <laughs> you guys, I'm not a grown-up. You know <laughs> lots of stuff. I know you, lots of you stuff. You give good advice to Well, it depends teens. on what they're asking, I yeah. suppose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's I like having all my friends' kids call me Auntie Chris, just because... I don't have any brothers or sisters, yeah. and so it's, like, it's an extra, like, it's, like, I'm an extra level more cool than, like, just a friend of the family. And, and like, we used to have family, that, too, like, with, like, the close um, mm-hmm. family friends. We always called down an uncle, which yeah. I thought was nice. I'm still so tight with, like, my parents' friends that were, like, relatives to mm-hmm. me. Um, like, almost more so in some cases than actual family members. Yeah. Like, Dennis and Anita, they're, you know, we tight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting, like, it's it's an interesting thing now that, like, the kids that... I was there when they were born, mm-hmm. like, some of my first doula babies, or, like, yeah, I was just around, and, the, like, I've known them since they were little. They're all getting into, like, six- and seven-year-old now, mm. and it's, like, kind of neat. It's, like, oh, my God, they're getting, like, they're more personalities. People. They kind of know who I am now. Like, they're starting to remember lots of stuff, so it's, like, oh, now I need to start buying birthday presents, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're at the age now where it's, like, I can start showing up for that stuff a little bit. One of my favorite part about that age is that it happens a little bit younger too. Is uh, when they start making jokes, but oh. like the jokes that don't make sense at oh all. Oh my god! But because it's funny, because it's a joke. Yeah, is the best. Yeah, they're just learning the structure, but yes. like they don't have the content yet. And it's yeah. like, why was the doctor embarrassed? Cause he went poo poo or something yeah. like that, and they just like laugh and they laugh and they laugh. Because it's a joke. Because it's a joke, and I'm like, that's that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Did he go duty when he was working? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> he should have waited. 
And I do okay with kids. Because <laughs> I'm willing to just be a, a doof. Yeah. And <laughs> just be like, yeah, fart, poo, bum, wiener. <laughs> farts. Farts. Still funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm 32. Farts are still hilarious to me. So, my roommate, who I love dearly, has, <laughs> has the, a farting problem. No, has the best burps. I've lived with her for a year, and almost every time it happens, I giggle. <laughs> just like a really, is it like a really masculine belch? Or it's it just, funny? it's just like, no, it's just like a big belch. Like, it's awesome. And she's still like, like, it's like a tavern orc or something. Kind like of like, that. she'll, she'll hear me. She's like, are you laughing at my burps still? I'm like, yeah, they're just. They're You're so, just so delighted. Like, such a strong burpist. <laughs> I just appreciate it so much. <laughs> just sounds like you're enjoying yourself. You know? <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. <sighs> Should we take a short break and refresh our uh, sparkling water and sure more can. ice cubes and stuff like yes, that? Because it's warm as it's heck. <gasps> We're back. We're back. Hey. Yay. We didn't go anywhere really. No. No. It's actually not terribly, like, super uncomfortable. We do have the fan going, if mm-hmm. anyone's wondering oh. what the noise is. Right, wait, you said you maybe wanted an ice pack. An ice pack would Ooh, be yeah. An ice pack, yes. more like. You brought ice packs, that's so nice. I did, yeah, we're I did so... not bring something to wrap it with, It doesn't matter, I'm just putting it right here. You want some of this? No thanks, Oh, I'm this good. is so cold and so lovely. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, one thing I've noticed since I've been taking testosterone for like nine years. Wow. It makes your blood a little bit more thick. And that's usually why people who have naturally or not testosterone, um, it depends on your body type, of course, but it increases your, um, body temperature by a couple of degrees. Mm. Oh, yeah. So like, well, I, I think it's also cause I have extra hair and whatever, but oh my God. You're warm a lot. It's like, if it's, if it's comfortable for me, it's usually freezing for other people. I like it. I like it cold. Yeah, same. Same, like, especially with my room. I live in a basement apartment, mm. but it's still, like, not cold enough. You really want, like, a meat locker situation. A little bit more than a meat locker, but yeah. Like, not... Like close. Yeah, close. Close. <laughs> like, if you, hung, if you hung up a ham, it wouldn't go bad right away. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I, uh... I like it. I like it cool. I'm a cool. I like it cool very much. I've got that Swedish blood, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where and I got a good layer over top of everything. So Same. keep my core stays real warm because I'm an apple. Yeah, <laughs> or it might be a pear. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I got that big butt. You know, <laughs> I just like want to show everybody my butt now. Like check out how big my butt is, everyone. <laughs> Look at this shelf. I can balance one of these on there. <laughs> you do like a sea hags break the internet photo oh, and just my... have me perching on your big butt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, be adorable. <laughs> just like ride around town on my big booty. Yeah, yeah, that's good. bouncing around. I think I might go to the pool after this. Really? Yeah. I heard from past guest Morgan Brayton that the new Brighton pool is the best place to meet lesbian moms. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey. I really like it because I went with the intention to go swim laps Mm -hmm. down there and then there were lots of people swimming laps and then I was like, why don't I just... Chill. And I did, like, the actual swimming area is huge and there was no one there at the time. It was like on an evening on like a Tuesday or whatever. And I just did, like, lazy circles all around nice. and just, like, floated. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. It's, like, a sensory deprivation tank, but, like, Love only $5. Like, yeah. it was, felt, it's a new moon in Cancer, so you're supposed to go be near some water. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know. That's I'll a do thing. it. There's a pool in my building. A little ritual something. <laughs> this is the only time I can actually like go into a pool with my hair. Oh, so Because yeah. at the tail end of the dye cycle, it's the only time I want to get anywhere there's chlorine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll just look like crap. Yeah. I just ordered, um, like, I want a swim binder, because, like, it's really hard to go swimming in a binder. It sucks. Yeah. Um, and I got this, like, mermaid binder from oh, this place called... Oh, with little swoopy doopies? Uh, from Shapeshifters. They do, like, custom. But the only thing is that is a very long torso. Right. And the longest thing that they do, you have to pay extra for extra long, and it's 23 inches, and it's still too short. Aww. So I'm kind of sad, but I need to, like, do some sort of thing, like... I'm thinking of putting some stretchy fabric, like, underneath to look like a mock undershirt that I could, like, tuck in. Yeah. But I also... Uh, funded a Kickstarter called it's like retro men's like the I was just gonna say like beef cake like a singlet kind yeah. of swimming kind costume. of like so it's yeah so it's um like a tank top it's, so it's a like one an old timey weightlifter like exactly. you're gonna pick up those like thousand pound triangles yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's a perfect look for you right yes <laughs> the only thing is because I was a little bit late to the <laughs> Kickstarter campaign I don't get it until October Wait. oh that's not useful. But still, I'm really, really excited. That's about really it. fun. That's gonna be super fun. <laughs> I also yeah, I thought of that like as a bathing suit. Probably. Totally. I want a, also a mustache. Yeah, like a curly mustache. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. I also thought about getting a wrestling signal just to go swimming in. <laughs> that would be so wicked, right? I love it. You could. Why not? That's great. Bring back like 1920s style bathing suits. Right. They looked really cute. Yeah, I agree. I like it. And for anybody, anybody who just doesn't like to like take their shirt off at the beach or whatever, yeah. there's plenty of people like that. So. Wear a singlet, I guess. All one piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll all be well, happy. It's, it's the one piece that... Because especially with this binder, when I lift my arms up, it comes up to, like, here. Does it just, like, do the flippy roll thing? Not... Because it's not super tight at the bottom. Okay. I just wish it was a bit longer. Yeah. But still. And there was, like, nine different mermaid colors to oh, choose beautiful. from. I chose basilisk. Which, on the side, it looked black with, like, green and blue flecks, but it's more kind of, like, silver with... Okay. Green and blue. There was also a uh, sea witch, which That's was bright pink oh how is that that doesn't that doesn't compute to me <laughs> that dog don't hunt see see which is like yeah i think something more green, green yeah or like, a, like a deep purple with a green iridescence yeah. or something like yeah. that i really like that's how those, i'd do it those like those like mermaid tails that you can buy to oh like God. swim in <laughs> i want one i really want one i want oh, to that learn would how also to swim that very way. well me and my sister used to do that whenever we'd go to a pool on like uh family vacations yeah, you play, play mermaids and dolphins yeah yeah could you do a good dolphin noise? <laughs> no, I never perfected that. Oh. It was just about keeping your feet together when you swim. Mm-hmm. But when you're a dolphin, you don't really use your arms. Mermaid. So you just kind of flop yeah. gracelessly through the water. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. So, but like, like a human pretending to be a dolphin in the water is like a seal trying to get around on land, where it just kind of like humps, doop doop, humps its way around. <laughs> yeah. Would you like? I guess now that I'm thinking about it, like. It was dolphins in captivity because I would always play with friends and you'd like do tricks and stuff together. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's not very nice anymore. I don't no. like that. Could you do the? Could you hold out your arms like a like a hoop and get your friend to jump through? Them? <laughs> I think my arms are too teeny for anyone to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm punching you in the face. <laughs> Let's go to Brighton Pool. See what we can do. <laughs> yeah, I always I like doing synchronized swimming yeah. with friends too. That was yeah. always fun. I like kind of forgot how to be in the pool. Mm-hmm. You know, like going to that pool there. Normally I just swim in the ocean, or if I go to like Britannia, I would just laps. swim laps. Yeah. But then to just be like, what do, what do people do in the pool? And so I was just like splashing around and like floating and whatever. And I was like, this is really nice. <laughs> like it was like, 
It felt like it was recapturing like a nice childhood thing mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. The thing I liked the most as a kid, like going to the pool mm-hmm. or just going swimming, was yeah. such an exciting thing for me. It was like the best thing I could think of. Yeah. And now somebody's like, "You want to go to the pool?" I'm like, "There's band aids and chlorine there." <laughs> <laughs> just it's gets ruined. Yucky. Yeah. yeah. A child might pee on me. <laughs> That's what the chlorine's for. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. My eyes burn. That's and, how you know it's working. And I know that they still have the tram swims at Templeton, but it's usually on a Sunday, and I always work on Sundays. Yeah. But that was always really fun, too, because I did, didn't have to wear a binder if yeah. I didn't want to. Um, and I do want to get to rack at some point. I haven't went in a couple of years, but that also like feels totally comfortable, though. As long as I go on, so I'm a delicate flower and can't be in the sun for very long. So um, You can rent an umbrella down there. It's true, but yeah. even that, when the sun gets too high in the sky, I'm just done. So, because then you have to go back up those stairs. And so I like going at like there. 9 or 10 in the morning on a weekday and okay. like leaving by noon or 1. Mm. Oh, that's clever. Because um, then you kind of miss the crowds. And, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. But it's always a bit of a motivation the first time to be like... Okay, these stairs. But I've made a rule. If you sit on every bench for yeah. at least a minute on the way up, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's the, the Rec Beach stairs really, like, once I discovered podcasts, like, it just made it better because I can just, like, listen to stuff. Yeah. Even when I go with friends, I'm like, I'm ignoring all of you and mm-hmm. I'm going to do this at my own pace. Yeah. Slop my way up there. And just meet me at the top. <laughs> I have a very kind of strict rule about I'll only bring people that um, are, like, my level of fitness or non-fitness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, because I, there's a lot of, I, I remember going to Wreck Beach with somebody in the beginning and they made fun of me that I took so long on the stairs. No, that's a shitty thing that's to a do. Shame. It was a completely shitty thing to do. I didn't stand up for myself. Um, but now it's still like really marked me because like, I'm a fat person. I've been made fun of a lot for not being good at doing things. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just take lazy people with me now. Yeah. That's fun. I'm, I'm go down, fit, but I like drink a bunch of slowly. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I talked over you. That's fine. I was just going to say like, if you get really fit people, you just make sure that they, like, smoke a lot of weed down there or something, <laughs> and then, like, you can be on the Yeah, and then it's fine. It's same fine. level. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just I'm dreaming about so. going to the beach now. Yeah. <laughs> trying to think, yeah, I, uh, I'm glad that we went to the Korean spa, because then I finally did something where I felt comfortable being totally naked mm. in a public situation, but on the beach, I haven't been to Rec Beach in, like, five years. Yeah. yeah. It's Katie was saying, like... I'm not going to be your rec beach friend. I'm sorry. Well, it's, <laughs> like, it's for the same reason that you said, you know, it's just too fucking hot. Like, yeah. it's too hot. The it sun's is really so hot. intense. And I'm really, like, I don't tan. Although I'm getting more sort of close to a brown shade than I have ever been, I think, this summer already, which mm-hmm. is weird. I just am outside a lot, so. Yeah, I get burned very quickly. And the sun just, like, saps my energy sometimes if I'm mm-hmm. in it directly. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I've heard of it. Is, or did you go to JJ Spa? Is that yes. what you're talking yeah. about? I just wish it wasn't so gendered because I'd love to go to a place like yeah. that. But yeah. it, they're very heavily gendered. It very sucks. It so. would be nice if they would do like like a couple nights a month or something yeah. where it was like an all body sort of situation. Yeah, that'd be cool. Which would be really neat. Because I've heard really good things. Mm-hmm. It was We had a fantastic time. But it would it is kind of a bummer in that regard. But that's, that's hey, privilege, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It sucks. But it is as it is. Mm-hmm. Till we crush it. <laughs> Not the spa. The spa itself is fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, binaries. Mm-hmm. They're dumb. They even give you, like, gendered clothes to wear, even though they're exactly the same. It's like, oh, really? you, get, you get blue and you get pink. That's In your hilarious. little spa outfit. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's so comfy, though. <laughs> it's like a ridiculously giant shorts and giant top that are uh, basically scrubs. Oh, yeah. That's fun. And then you just see other people padding around and then they're like, wait a second. 
did we all come here at the same? How long have you been here? <laughs> yeah, we just live here. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, pretty much can. I like it. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not being very present right now because I'm just dreaming about like. I've got a book waiting for me at the library. I decided to like reread some of those uh, Cushiel's Avatar okay. books, Jacqueline Carey. Mm. It's like a fantasy, sexy fantasy, sexy fantasy. I was like feeling really in the mood, and I saw like just for some like tasty trash that's like a little bit horny. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> wow, summertime. you really just described my favorite genre of book. Yeah. <laughs> tasty trash, just a little bit horny. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Ding. Um, <laughs> And it's like it's very like S and M kind of themed yeah. in in the whatever and like it's loosely based on just the world itself and mm. so I really love it when there's like analogous like oh I can tell that they're talking about England because they're calling it this blah 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 right. whatever um, and so I just want to like sit under a shady tree and then go for a swim and then like read some of that trash that sounds wonderful. That yeah. does sound really good. I kind of have the whole weekend just to myself because my partner's That's at the guitar festival all sweet. weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, my brain is totally, like, melting out of my ear, and I, all I want to do is just go play outside now. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Chris, we have work to do. No, content. Oh, God. <laughs> we have to make that good, good content. I want to I want to ask more anatomy questions. Oh, yeah, I'm just yeah, trying yeah, to think, I'm trying yeah. to think about them right now, like, uh, yeah, I just want to go book a massage, like, right now. <laughs> it's such an expensive habit, but I like it. Yeah. It's good. It's Do you know about the penny. school clinic? Uh, yeah, well, I live right beside West, West Coast College Massage oh, Therapy. Okay. So it's, I find that, like, it's a really great deal. It's like 26 bucks or 30 bucks or something for an hour. But sometimes you get somebody who's at the very beginning of yep. the program. And sometimes you get someone who's, like, two months from being done. You can generally ask for uh, like, Give me advanced, someone good, please. The advanced clients. I did have someone students. once who was getting tested by someone who gave off such an aura of authority that I was scared. Oh. It was so weird. It was like it was like a moment in a movie where someone was being tested and I was just like props. It was oh, wow. so bizarre. Hmm. I was and she was not good cuz she was too nervous. So. so I I'm at Vancouver College of Massage Therapy and that person would have been a clinic instructor. That's hmm. what I've been doing for the past few months. Oh yeah. Um but yeah. I doubt you have the same sort of intimidation factor. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no. I think I did when I first did it, because um, I didn't want to be too lax, but yeah. I don't have an education background where I'd, I just know how to be an RMT, but I'm more thinking about what would have been helpful for me at that stage. I'm with a 800 part-time class, so they're graduating in like two months. Oh, wow. Uh, and the class I'm with has just totally ruined me. They're fantastic. Oh, good. It's like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. oh no, yay. So, <laughs> yeah, right about face. Yeah. <laughs> so those evals, when you're with them, they have to do that once a term. You're with them from when they pick their client up to when they drop them off. It's probably one of the most boring things ever, especially when they're good, because you're like, watching somebody massage for an hour is really boring. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, now I want a massage. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like the, the class I is really, really good. Um, and it's just interesting being on the other side when you're not the one stressed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like causing someone else stress by a being bit. there kind of. That's yeah, sort of funny. I just realized that your septum ring matches your glasses. It's on purpose. <laughs> I, obviously. <laughs> I don't think anything happens by accident. That's why I'm wearing the flowers today, It's too. perfect. I love it. It's great. I love coordination. I love thoughtfulness. I also have teal glasses, teal plugs, and a teal shirt. 
that's adorable. There's also these glasses that are like clear acrylic with flowers in them that I want to get to match the plugs that I'm wearing right now. Nice. Oh my gosh. I, so yeah, I like I like the matching. Mm-hmm. You got you got an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna stick to it. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> wicked. Um, when uh, this is a very predictable question, but like, when did you get the bug to do this, like as a career? Have to do always, massage? Yeah, have you always been, like, somebody who got sucked into massaging people? Because that's my history, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I would massage, like, my mom and my sister when I was younger because my hands were always really warm. Mm-hmm. But growing up in Alberta, the massages that I had there weren't great. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I only went to, like, two people, but they were more, like, glorified oil applications. Oh, yeah, it was, like, <laughs> a spa massage that wasn't... But with, like, no impressive. pressure. Uh. So I, I didn't really think about it. And then I went to school for graphic design, didn't finish because it's not what I wanted to do. Uh, and then I moved here, and I really wanted to go back to school. I just didn't know for what. But because I dropped out of a two-year program, I was kind of worried. So I was thinking about being uh, doing the bodywork program that's like seven months. But I'm like, nah, I'm probably going to – I'm just going to want to do the RMT program. Uh, so I did, and um, obviously it worked out. <laughs> um, but I didn't realize how academic it was. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to know a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. That I've probably promptly forgotten now that I'm back in the school. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it it worked out really well. It was either, it's funny. Okay, so I either wanted to be a massage therapist, mm-hmm. an ASL interpreter, or a mechanic. <laughs> because I like knowing how things work. Mm-hmm. I like working with my hands, but I also like working with people. So massage therapist thing also works very well with nice. that. Nice. <laughs> uh, I feel like I would... I'd, mechanic I'd be a lot harder on my body I also I couldn't deal with um, the society or the environment the culture the culture mm-hmm. of being a mechanic I oh the toxic masculinity oh I would just be angry all you the time you don't like the boobies on my calendar <laughs> <laughs> the boobies help me fix the cars <laughs> they relax me <laughs> yeah I just oh no I couldn't do it yeah no that's fascinating. Those three things together. They do make perfect sense in that context. Working with your hands. Mm-hmm. Working, working with, with people, other people. Yeah. Figuring out how things work. Yeah, exactly. How things fit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now because of being at the school as a clinic instructor, I want to know more about being um, an instructor. So I'm going to take the provincial instructor diploma. Cool. Which is um, part-time. Well, it's, it's all online except for one course. It's seven different modules. And then the last module is um, like a capstone project where you develop curriculum, teach a class, uh, record it, and do some self-reflective writing. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about how to educate adults in post-secondary. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm kind of stoked about it. Yeah, and so you, is, is teaching a thing that you've always, you've ever wanted to do, or is it something you've avoided doing? No, I've always kind of wanted to do it, but I've always uh, not felt confident because I don't have the skills of an educator, mm-hmm. which is hopefully what this course is going to help me with. Right. Yeah. Teach you some pedagogy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm stoked about that. Um, and also just like long term, if I want to do something else, what if I hurt myself or something like that? True. Contingency plans. Yeah. Well, and it's also just nice to be in a place where, like, yeah, I use my brain at work all the time, but I'm mostly using my hands and what I feel. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's just nice to, um, have something a slightly different direction. Mm -hmm. I really like that you're getting into the clinic teaching thing because like you're an amazing massage therapist and like. You were talking about creating sort of a safe space and, like, 
I really feel that. Like, I definitely went to you because it was like, I don't feel super comfortable in my body all the time, and I would feel maybe embarrassed going to something. It's just like, oh, my body's too fat, and the mm. massage therapist is going to judge me or whatever, <laughs> And even though I know that usually is not Yeah, it's usually the not the case, but you don't but, know if somebody's... Um, I've unfortunately heard stories of people going and their RMT telling them to lose weight, mm-hmm. or um, because it is still like a paramedical program, it's very fatphobic. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we get maybe, like, we talk about queer folks and, like, trans folks, but they're lumped in together, which doesn't make any sense, because Mm -hmm. dealing with somebody who's queer is dealing with somebody who's trans is very different. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's kind of something that I, I kind of have thoughts about having a continuing education workshop about um, how to uh, work better with trans clients and with um, being more body positive. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd like to see more people taking that. Right? Yeah. But that's the thing. I, I I know there's some people that want to know more about that, but I wish it was more taught um, in school as just like a given. A general thing that everyone gets rather than, oh, take the specialty class yeah. to learn about these specialty yeah. people. It's like... And uh, another RMT made a good point because I was looking for an RMT who was trans-friendly in like Nanaimo, and one of my instructors was like, well, shouldn't all RMTs be trans-friendly? And I'm like, yeah, they should be, but I guess I should make a difference. There's trans and queer friendly and there's trans and queer knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for somebody who's queer and trans knowledgeable. Because, um, yeah, friendly is different, but you might end up educating that person if they don't know specific things. Yeah, so you, and you want them to have a good working knowledge like, yeah. going into it so that you don't have to handhold them. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're there to get cared for yeah, yeah. rather than... Yeah, because that's going to be uncompensated labor. Yeah. And that's what we ask of you know trans people, queer people, women, people of color. All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yep. God forbid we make a straight, cisgendered white man work for <laughs> once. I love that voice so much. I've been doing it a lot lately. <laughs> I have no idea what it is, who it is. It's just like some it's brassy, brassy dame. dame. Ah! <laughs> hey, that voice is just called Brassy Dame now. <laughs> that was really weird, Chris. <laughs> well, that's exactly what the voice is. Yeah, I mean, we know that. Yeah. But that we both came to that knowledge at the same moment is yeah. very cosmic. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're interdependent. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Many tendrils woven together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that voice is either. No. That's a bit more like wizard. Uh, a wizard. <laughs> a wizard? I'm the love wizard. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the but so like... your friendship are strong. Uh, yeah, I just, I just like it really. Yeah, I think it's really important to to be able to like make people feel like yeah safe to go to a massage because like yeah. like we were talking about before like getting your body touched by like a stranger is like an intimate mm-hmm. thing yeah. and so like to be able to feel vulnerable like I went to you the first time was when I was having really really bad anxiety and mm-hmm. panic attacks mm-hmm. um, after like a bad work incident mm-hmm. and so just feeling like I just needed like some kind of release of, like, I don't know, I think you did a lot of abdomen work. Yeah, usually if somebody has a lot of emotional stuff, I ask if they, if I can work on their abdomen, because I've done some visceral manipulation, mm-hmm. which is working with the organs, and a lot of the organs are linked with uh, emotions, mm-hmm. and just generally, like, when you think about your gut and where, where your emotional brain is, it's yeah. in your abdomen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, being more, like, trauma-informed, and, like, I also deal with, um, like, mental health issues, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, which I try and be really open about because, you know, like there shouldn't be a stigma around that. Yep. And, yeah. Um, but I mean, you can go with somebody that you're comfortable with. And I, I also know like a lot of um, 
self-identified fat folks that don't want to go to massage or physio or whatever because they've had so many bad experiences mm-hmm. and yeah. Is there, is, a, is there a network? I mean, I imagine that there are for like for like uh, like trans and queer folk that that describe like who is friendly to that. But is there like a network for fat people? Um, there kind of there is. So like, there's um, Fat Panic that has like a list. Mm-hmm, right. I actually got a client because I was the only person listed on that list. But I feel like I know some other folks that are fat positive that might not necessarily know about that network. So on Facebook, there's also like the Queer Exchange, Lower Mainland, and yes. a lot of people will post about I'm looking for somebody who's like fat friendly or trans friendly queer friendly or all three of those are trauma informed and then people will just give um, suggestions like my name comes up a lot like Bex comes up a lot um uh, like I'm, I also say on mine that I'm kink friendly, mm-hmm. which a, a student asked me about. They're like, shows up with a bunch of cane marks on their butt. Exactly, because she's like, why would you put that on your thing? I'm like, well, exactly. If somebody comes in with a bunch of marks, I'm not gonna be like, oh, we need to call the cops. Yeah, I'm like, are these consensual? That's like really all I asked. Do you yeah. want to tell me what happened? You don't have to, but like, yeah. if you want to, you can totally tell me. Um, <laughs> and like, we'll just, you know. Uh, there's not going to be any sort of judgment yeah. or worried that the person is being abused, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering like if, cause I, I like to imagine that I don't put any kind of value judgments on students because I'm an academic advisor. So mm. I see people on a fairly regular basis who often are in crisis. Right. Uh, and I'm wondering like, do I put anything on these people? And I'm like, I, yeah, I do probably like, cause that's human. Yeah. Right. But I, I'm, I'm more and more trying not to, and just trying to like, just be an advocate for people in those situations because it's like, like, I don't even care if people are gaming the system, really. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it affect me? Like, if, mm-hmm. they're, if they've made up a dead grandmother, then they must be really stressed out. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. And that's enough. Yeah. So I'll just help them or whatever. So, like, that's something I'm trying to do more of, but I'm like... Yeah, there are definitely things that a person, the way, the way a person speaks or whatever, I, then I will, like, decide whether or not they're deserving of help, mm-hmm. at least on the, that'll be the first impression. Mm-hmm. And then the one that overrides it, hopefully, is the real <laughs> person that I am. Yeah. As opposed to just somebody who's socially conditioned to judge. Well, it's interesting. I was listening to, so I listen to a lot of, like, Dharma podcasts and, like, meditation stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, a Buddhist teacher that I've listened to says that the first thought that comes into your brain is not you. It's the second thought that responds to that mm. is... Because, like, we are not our thoughts and that whole, like, yeah. Buddhist mm-hmm. thing. So it's interesting. You notice the first thing that comes up. But it's yeah. the one that follows that that is actually, like, I think I read the were. same teachings at some point, And yeah. I was like, that's that sort of stuck in my craw. And was like, yeah, no, that that, that feels authentic yeah, to me. Yeah, the first thing I'm that the... pops up is, like, a little more of a societal yeah. conditioning. Honestly, yeah. my yeah. knee-jerk reactions are sometimes, like, sometimes I'm an asshole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm a huge dick. Yeah. And uh, I'll just be like, fuck that person. They're so... <laughs> Everybody's fighting a battle. Yeah. We're all on a goddamn journey. <laughs> well, we all have our own biases about yeah. like we are seeing things through a certain lens. Like I know I have a bias um, towards like middle-aged white women. I know that that's a bias um, because for some reason I look at that group as like very privileged, and I know where that comes from. And that's something that really happened in the beginning of my practice, and I've totally realized that now. Mm-hmm. And like, so it doesn't like I don't think it ever affected my work, but I was like, why am I always feeling like a little bit? resentful towards mm. this demographic. <laughs> I wonder why. That I wonder is. why. I wonder. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be a middle-aged white lady soon. <laughs> Aww. Me too. Well, but we, will we really be middle-aged? I mean, we will be literally middle-aged white ladies, but we don't have to be middle-aged yeah. white ladies. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm thinking of like a very specific yeah. type. Don't of... have to be Karen with the can I speak to the manager haircut. <laughs> 
Yeah. I will have your job. <laughs> <laughs> no, Karen. I was told by Apple Care. Uh, yeah, the, there's a certain the entitlement, but the also like protectability of it. Mm. Like, oh, they're just it's just our our aunties and our moms, and they're just so they're just so sweet. I really like the way that Jackie Cation, who's an awesome awesome comic, um, says that she wants to use her like she Privilege. wants to be like a white lady meat shield. For her. she's like, if I see some like some bad shit going down with the cops, like I will be the white lady meat shield. Nice. This is like I don't want to fucking have to do it, but I'm gonna do it because yeah. this is this is what I got working with right now, yeah. and it's like she's got that affable middle uh, middle American mom look to mm-hmm. her. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she's like, no one fucks with me yeah. because I've got all of this. Like, pr- I may as well use it like to. I help got Costco and, jeans like, and a them. t-shirt. I am as unthreatening as it gets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a pet iguana. <laughs> Which she does. Nice. Oh, Which man. would maybe be threatening if you carried it around. I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, Manila. Yeah. Well, let, are pretty let us all strive to not be middle-aged white ladies. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's in my near future. <laughs> no, most likely not. Most <laughs> likely. Yeah, not. you got a you got a head start on that. Yes. <laughs> my TV viewing habits are probably middle-aged white lady. Oh, my procedurals. And your your taste in literature as well with the horny historical fiction, horny but that's okay. Fiction. You're allowed to love some parts of the genre. Of course. <laughs> the genre of being a middle-aged white lady. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll say this about them. They love their wine. <laughs> Boy, howdy. <laughs> Me and wine, the only two things that get better with age. <laughs> My mom has that hanging up in her kitchen. <laughs> Hi, Brenda. <laughs> well. Excellent. Well, the Sleepy Summer podcast series has officially begun. And you really want to get under that tree right now, don't I, you? You know, I think that we're we're kind of... Yeah, I really do. <laughs> yeah. You could, one so bad. you could try to pretend you're like, no, it's fine. It's like you've been checked out for the last 40 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> podcast guests, please come on our podcast. <laughs> we will make sure that you have ice packs and I'll try to be more present. <laughs> hey, I had a great time. Well, Especially about this ice pack that's just been, it's totally thawed now. Yeah, the heat so of my spicy bo- hot. Yeah. <laughs> the, the heat of my body. That body heat. Yeah. Body language. Why did it get so dark all of a sudden? Someone behind a cloud. Oh my because god. I put a spell on it. Oh my god, it's an eclipse. Everybody's hexed. Damn. That's it. the end of the episode. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>